Thank you for listening to the Fields Brothers Show. Hey, we're glad you're here. I'm Roger, and I'm with... Jeff Fields. And we're the Fields Brothers, and we're... uh, Doing this from a um, our wedding farm in central Kentucky, outside of Lexington, and this is the Fields Brothers Show. I'm glad you could join us. Uh, we don't um, do advertising. We don't take donations. This is all free, and we are two. We say recovering pastors, just maybe some former pastors is a better way to say it now. But anyway, we do. Or we this. could be. I mean, there are, there are people. I've read some good art or um, one article in mine where you know. The, the term shepherd or pastor or elder that you know we we so we keep that so we're so used to thinking that in terms of an institution organization and i think yeah. I, I think in a way you know we we kind of probably are still pastors and and so should we start introducing ourselves that way i'm here with, i'm pastor roger and i'm here with pastor jeff <laughs> no, i don't like the title or anything i'm All just right. making a point okay. that, that <laughs> i'm trying to it's helpful to to think of these types of roles in the body of Christ outside of the organized institution. That, that can be done. So there are people in my life that I look up to that I kind of considered, uh, you know, pastoral type of roles even today, but not part of the necessarily in, in an institution. Okay, didn't mean to get off on no, that. No, that's but, fine. So. I got you. I got that. I'm, I don't know about you, Jeff, and I'm probably the only one like this, but I'll tell you the two Banes of my existence is number one. I have mentioned this before is trying to remember all my passwords. Right, Even though yeah. I have a program that does this for me, it still gets complicated. And I try to make my passwords as simple as I can still. Ugh. The other thing is, and I, I know I've got, I'm the only one I'm sure this happens to, but I cannot keep my chargeable devices and my charge cords together. I don't like to have charge cords laying all over the sink and everything so for razors and clippers mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I put them in a drawer, and the other day, I had cleaned up the bathroom. I came back. I had two devices I wanted to charge up. I cannot find the cords for those <laughs> devices. I have a drawer full of charge cords that I don't know what they go to. Then every couple of years, they change the shape and size why, of, a, yeah. of the plug-in yeah, deal, so you have to buy a new cord. Yeah, why can't there be a standard cord that just charges up anything? Is that so difficult? I mean, I don't know. I just they could they wouldn't be able to keep selling cords then. I guess I, mean, I might have to buy the exact razor that I've got now just to get the cord for it, and just realize I've got two razors. I've got a backup <laughs> razor, keep what I'm charged. But I don't want. I just anyway. well, we will add you to the prayer list. And yeah, add me to the prayer list. Suffering that you are dealing with. I know, and so. I know I shouldn't get that aggravated about it, but sometimes I do. Anyway, hey, I saw a, a quote by Matt McMillan, who we love on uh, yeah, that's good guy. And, uh, his Facebook page, and which is called uh, Freedom, what, no, Freedom in Christ, Freedom in Christ Movement. Movement. And a great um, Facebook um, page. If you're not on that, you ought to get on that. But anyway, he just said, I thought this was so good. He said, an old film clip in black and white does not mean the preacher is right. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant, because that is kind of the impression you get when somebody shows you an old black and white of a preacher, you think, well, he must be right because he's old and dead now. So Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good point because both in terms of time and in distance, you know, it used to be the old phrase, I haven't heard it for a long time, anyone that, you know, who, who who's an expert or how do you define an expert? Expert is someone who lives more than 50 miles away or something to that effect. Yeah. That if, if you're quoting someone from a long way off or in this case, way back in time, then they're just automatically right. And uh, that is not necessarily true. That's not so, even close to being necessarily yeah. true. But, hey, listen, we talked about um, 
the role of the Holy Spirit, and I tried to tee this up for this podcast. I, did, I thought I might get into it in the last one. But I read a quote that I want to read to you, and this is so, so typical. I, I read quotes like this all of the time on social media. Now, maybe you do too. I don't know. But let me see if I can find out. Maybe I've lost you. Okay. It says, oh, here it is. I need to fill in some time here. Here we go. Here it is. The Holy Spirit shows believers their sinfulness. Actually, there's two quotes. Uh, shows believers their sinfulness, not to bring them to despair, but to show them what to work on. So the Holy Spirit, Jeff, shows you your sinfulness, not because he's trying to just bring you to despair. I mean, it sounds like that's an admirable thing. He doesn't want me to be despaired, but he wants to show me what to work on. Well, the... You can't, you can't even disagree with that. I mean, if, you're, if you disagree with that, then you must not be very godly, I'm just going to say. So go ahead. So the New Covenant says that God the Father remembers our sins no more. So evidently the... The, the Holy, Holy Spirit God, the Holy remembers? He the, remembers the, the, the yeah, Father they, can't? They, they, evidently, they don't talk very they much. Don't the talk. Holy Spirit and the Father don't talk very much because you've got one of them says he doesn't remember, <laughs> then the other one, according to this particular quote that you read... And so, but that, I mean, that's the default, you know, yeah. we, we just always default to what am I doing wrong? Now, what can't, because that gives me something to do, to work on. Now, so. here, here's what gets me the most. Okay. And I'm going to paraphrase this quote because I don't have the exact quote, but it was, this is pretty close. It says the Holy Spirit was not given to us to give us experiences and feelings, but to bring us into, conform us into the image of Christ. So basically, the Holy Spirit was not given to us to give us goosebumps, to give us feelings, but he was given to us to kind of shape us up, shape up our character. That's why he was given to We're us. We're a project. We're a project. So what, what's, what do you say about that one? Well, and I'm going to get into this probably more in our, our next podcast, but I think the primary reason the Holy Spirit is given to us is to is life, you know, bring us to life. Yeah. You know, we're spiritually dead before coming to Christ. The Holy Spirit is given to us. As life, you know, yeah. the other, if we want to go beyond that, I would say love would be the next thing. You know, Romans yeah. 5, the Holy Spirit right. is, you know, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit right. is is given to us, among other things, to, to reveal Christ. And, and I guess you got several other yeah, things Yeah, and here, that's but, a great one. You know, I didn't include that one. I, sh- I left that one out. To sh- his love is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. That's a good one. I should put that on the list. But let me give you a quick rundown of okay. what Scripture says the Holy Spirit does. Now, Number one, and this is the most misunderstood verse about the Holy Spirit, I believe, in probably in the New Testament. He says, when he comes, Jesus talking, he will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. It's in John 16, 8. So he doesn't convict believers. There's no place in Scripture, period, that says the Holy Spirit goes around pointing out the sins of believers, convicting of sin. It just never says that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I bring that up on social media, people are just shocked by that concept. But now here, what does Holy Spirit do? Well, give me a few things, okay? Um, then I would say that's number one. He convicts the world of sin. He does do that. He, I believe he does bring conviction to people who are unbelievers that, hey, you need to get this fixed. You, know, mm-hmm. you, need, you need a Savior, you know? So yeah. anyway, Galatians 4, verse 6 and 7, it says, God sent the Spirit of his sons into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So I believe that the Holy Spirit helps understand that God is our intimate Father. He's our Dad. He's not a distant, you know, disconnected God or even disconnected, hardened Father somewhere else. But He's very close, and He's a personal Dad. Were, were you going to bring Romans eight into I'm this coming, as yeah. well? Because that's a very similar phrase in Romans eight. Yeah, with actually, the Abba no, Father. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, I just didn't use the I mean, repeat of it. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. It's almost identical. The There's only like th- three times, I think, three or four times. I, th- I want to say three times in Scripture that the term Abba, Father, is used in the New Testament. One of them is Jesus in the garden, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. And then Galatians 4, was it, that you just read, and then Romans 8. Yeah. And in both times, it talks about that we cry out. I mean, it's a very emotional description yeah. of, of who our father is right. and the idea reminds me of testimony I shared a few podcasts ago about the fellow Lewis where he, you know, God just made himself known. And, and that was the immediate responses. I have a father, even though he really didn't know much doctrinally, God revealed himself and he knew that's, and that was a very emotional experience. So yes, the Holy spirit makes us aware of that. Yeah. All right, Ephesians 1, it says that the Holy Spirit seals us, or we are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who is a guarantee of our inheritance. The Holy Spirit seals you. Mm-hmm. Never talk about that. I mean, I, I mean, that's so clear in Scripture. He seals and guarantees your inheritance. So what does that mean, so seal? So what are we talking about? So, so what, means, what A seal mean? means something. It, if I seal a document, for instance, it means that it's mine. It's permanent. I'm to you, and it's, it's permanent. It's not going to be changed. It's, right. it's done. It's sealed. It's not going to be altered. You can't, you know, if you try to add some stuff to it, you can't reseal it because if it's got my okay, seal yeah. on it, you're going to break that seal. It's not sealed anymore. So it means that's the way it is. it's sealed. Nothing's going to happen to it. It's a done deal. All right. All right. Good with that. Move yeah. it on. Yep. All right. Uh, John 16, 13, it says the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. He'll help you understand what's true. He says he will hear what uh, whatever he hears, he will speak. He will declare to you the things that are to come. He will help you understand things. doesn't say he's going to convict you of your sin, mm-hmm. but he will un- bring you into truth. All right. And that really is because spiritual truth is, this is a shocker, spiritual truth is spiritual. Yeah. You know, it's not primarily mental or intellectual. And so we come to know God, we come to know Christ, the things of God, and First Corinthians talks about this in chapter 2, I think, through his spirit, revealing it right. to us. Now, I'm building up to one. I'm leaving the one for last. I want to hear your comments about because I have a kind of an angle on this one that I, I just had never thought of before until I read, wrote this out. But anyway, we're getting there. Um, John 15, 26, it says, he will bear witness about me. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Holy Spirit shows us Jesus. Right. All right, doesn't show you, Jeff. He doesn't say, okay, Jeff, here's your problems, here's your shortcomings, here's your failures, here's your faults, here's your sin. No, he reveals Jesus. All right. And John 16, 14 says that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Well, I like that. He take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, and therefore I said he will take what is mine and declare it to you. I think to say that what he has, you have also. That's mm-hmm. the implication of that. You ready? Keep going. Yeah, well, this, I came across a quote the other day that fits very much what you're saying, and I, I forget now who said this. It says, the Bible is like a menu. The Holy Spirit is the server that brings Christ to us. And so the meal is Christ himself. The Bible is like the menu. He says he's the bread of life. So right, he's the bread of life. So the Bible is not the meal itself. We don't go to right. a restaurant and eat the menu. That's good. No, the the menu that. describes that. But then the other the other angle is what I'm bringing up here. Is this describes the Holy Spirit is the server that brings Christ to us. So it's the Bible, Scripture describes Christ, the bread of life, but it's the Holy Spirit that brings him I'm to us. I'm good with that. So, I think that well, analogy I think works. All right, here we go. Titus 3, 5. He saved us not because not because of works done in us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by 
the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit regenerates you. Which means That's what I mentioned life, earlier. Right, yeah. gives you life and renews you. The Holy Spirit does that. So it's a job of the Holy Spirit. All right. Mm-hmm. We're still looking for the place where it says the Holy Spirit goes around pointing out all your sin. Can't find that one. Hmm. <laughs> and then here we go. The, and it says the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. In other words, he produces fruit in you. Yeah. Just produces fruit. I mean, so if you're a believer, Jeff, in Jesus, and you're walking with, you know, you're just, you're just enjoying what he has done for you. It looks, seems to me like, according to this verse in Galatians 5, that the Holy Spirit will just produce some stuff that you're not necessarily working on. It'll just grow out of you. So I don't need to work on those nine at a time, kind of like one week on each one, work on love this week, and I'm going to work on joy next week. Six weeks on love, six weeks on joy, six <laughs> weeks and maybe, and then start all over again because it's not going to so, work, so you might as well start over when you get to the end see, of it. if we do 52 weeks in a year divided by that nine, so that would be about how many uh, – how many we, I mean, I'm trying to think. Maybe make, we need if a we program. Can market this, the we need to be able the to Fields Brothers this. program: How to produce the fruit of the spirit in your life in 42 easy weeks. You know, yeah. how to do. Um, so five weeks on each, five times, or maybe be yeah, about five and a half weeks. All right. I see, it's, it's not good. Well, we'll, right, we'll, we'll give a couple days off. Maybe maybe take a year. Maybe take out 52 weeks, divide okay. that out by nine, see what we come well, up. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. That's my point. So. So five times nine is 45. So if we spend five weeks on each one, that'd be, we got seven weeks off. So we'll just give a week in between. Okay. Give a week off in between right. that. I think we can sell that. So. All right. Now, here we go. Here's the scripture I'm leading up to. This is in 1 Corinthians. Just kidding, by the way. About yeah, I know. That. This is, if anyone's just kind of half paying attention to this. I'll tell you, then. I have learned on social media, not everybody connects with our humor. Not everybody connects with my humor, Jeff. I can tell you. I, th- I say some things I think are obviously funny, and people take it seriously. So I have to, have to put a comment on it. No, I'm sorry. I did not mean this seriously. So anyway. But I try. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 through 12, if you get your Bible someday, section. read this. Here we go. Now, watch this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sneak up on you with something in this scripture, even though I know you've heard this before. Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. We impart a secret, okay, hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages of our glory. None of the rulers have understood this, for if they would, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. I think we talked about it in the book. That's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. If they had understood what the crucifixion was going to mean, they would not have done that. They would have not allowed Jesus to be crucified. It's like the biggest oops of all of human history. Like, oh, we should not have done that. That they would not have crucified the Lord of glory if they had known or understood this. Now, watch this. But it is written, what no eye has seen or ear heard, or heart can't imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. All right, so what we have so far is nobody could have seen this coming. Nobody would have ever heard this before. No heart has even imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. All right, here we go. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thought except for the Spirit of that person? So in other words, it says the Holy Spirit is the one who really knows God the Father's intent in his heart. Okay. So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now, 
we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. Mm-hmm. Now, the obvious conclusion of this is that one of the jobs, I think, I think probably the primary job of the Holy Spirit is to reveal to us what God has freely given to us. Yeah, right? I, mean, I love that verse. Now, now here's what I kind of hit me when I was reading through this again, is he says before this, you could have never thought of this, you mm-hmm. could have never seen this coming, okay? Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit can now could, will reveal to you. They're talking about stuff now that He can reveal now to you, mm-hmm. okay? And so, if you if you have a thought that you know, it, it tells me that we have conceived the fact. Okay, God loves us. I mean, people thought of that. With that, that's not a new thought, mm-hmm. okay? Um, or even that God, you know, accepts us. That's not necessarily a new thought. But the Holy Spirit reveals amazing stuff to us personally that we would have never thought of on our own. So my thing is, if I had a thought of this on my own, the Holy Spirit could even take that further. Does that make sense? Is that connecting? Um, Some, I think. So say that again. So if I thought of on my own, then he can take that further. If it's something that people can conceive of, Mm -hmm. he says nobody has conceived what the Holy Spirit can reveal to you about the things that we have been freely given to God. Well, a lot of stuff that you hear about today, even good stuff, well, we can kind of, some of us have already thought of that may, might be that way. And I just think that it's, and I'm not sure where this goes. I'm just saying that I believe the Holy Spirit, according to this scripture, can reveal things to you about what God has freely given to you that you would have never thought of on your own. And if you could have thought of it on your own, it's probably not necessarily something the Holy Spirit had to reveal to you. He reveals you stuff that you would have never, ever thought of. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm fine with that. That makes sense. Yeah, where, where I'm, what I'm also thinking, though, is I think there can be a difference between just knowing something intellectually and really God revealing that to us in a new way, so like love. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, God loves me. I'm, God's my father, and I'm his child. And it's one thing to kind of know that intellectually. Right. It's it's another thing to know it personally, to know it personally, and and to really have that's already in our you know it's already been revealed in our heart. You know, it's, that's one of the great I think one of the best indications of accurate Bible teaching is when we hear things that we kind of already knew in our heart, but we had never put it into words, and we hear somebody else put it into words, and it kind of like it all makes sense. Man, see, so I agree with that. I know we've talked about this. Well, I do. I agree with that, mm-hmm. but I do think that there are times we hear things. That the Holy Spirit reveals, we think, "Wow, I hadn't thought of that before." True. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's both. And I think maybe like uh, you think of Peter when Jesus said, well, "Who do you say I am?" Well, you're the Father, the Son, the Living God. He said, "Well, you didn't think of this on your own. God revealed this mm-hmm. to you." I mean, Peter was probably as amazed as, uh, as anybody that came out of his mouth, you know. And so I just think that I think it's kind of cool that the Holy Spirit can reveal the things that God has freely given to us. That we could not have even thought of, of on our own. I think that I think you'd agree with this. I think the body of Christ would be much better off if we defaulted to seeing the Holy Spirit as our primary teacher rather than always. And we, you and I quote a lot of people. We've been benefited by we benefit from a lot of people. And so I'm not saying not to listen to other people or not to listen to this podcast, for example. But boy, it is so easy to end up inadvertently replacing the voice of the Holy Spirit, the teaching of the Holy Spirit in our lives with just other good Bible teachers. And even the right truth, you know, that's just different than God revealing that through his spirit. And so I guess my encouragement to folks would be just don't, 
Don't shortchange your own ability to hear from God. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, point blank. And not, th- maybe not, but will. And so trust the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to you as he knows you need it. And, and I would say this, and we're always trying to listen to God. Okay, well, I have a decision to make. What car am I going to buy? God, show me what car I'm going to buy. What, what house am I going to buy? And, I, and I'm okay with praying about everything like that. But I think we need to think more in terms of reveal to me who I am mm-hmm. and what you have done for me. Yeah. More than just, okay, what's my next decision in life? And I think that um, more of what I see in Scripture is the role of the Holy Spirit is really revealing who you are, what God has done for you, your connection with God, your Father, um, really a deeper level than just, uh, you know, do I buy the Camry or the Corolla? And then, then were you going to bring First Corinthians 6 into this about the one spirit? No, go ahead. You know, no, he, I didn't do every scripture. I kind of t- talk what I thought were kind of the highlights, but go ahead and bring up whatever you want. The, um, just the idea that in 1 Corinthians 6, I, I want to say verse 17, not real sure on that. 1 Corinthians, what did I say? 1 Corinthians 6, I think 17, somewhere in that area. You know, he is joined the Lord, is one spirit. Right. And so, you know, I think. Well, you need to get closer to God, Jeff. That's your yeah. problem. See, I think that's where we, boy, it's easy to go down that mistaken road of yeah. where there's there's a, where we assume a separation there. Right. That'll get, get the you, Holy Spirit over here, and I'm Bible over here. More, yeah, you would get closer to God so. if you prayed more, if you shared your faith more, served more. You would get closer to God. And so, when we think in terms of the Holy Spirit, no comment on that. You, you agree with that? You let that fly? Well, no. What? I, I, mean, we, I think we've talked about that a lot. Okay. Honestly, well, so. maybe have a first time <laughs> listener. You need to maybe clarify so, or just okay. All so right. no, I don't think we need to get closer to God in, in that regard. That you know we are one Spirit with the Holy Spirit. So I like to see the Holy Spirit as just totally separate from our spirit. You know, now we are not God. We are not Christ, but we are a part of the body of Christ, and Christ is our life. It's, it's Christ It says we share in the divine so nature. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. people don't know what to make of that scripture sometimes, but that is what the Bible says. And so it's kind of like, well, I need to hear, well, well, I want to do this, but the Holy Spirit wants to do this. Well, if the Holy Spirit wants to do this, that is what you want to do. You know, you are one spirit with him. Now your flesh, you know, the flesh um, may have temptations and things like that but that's oh, not yeah. who you are and so no you don't get, need to get closer to god and I mean, I mean, if you're in christ if you've received christ your faith is in him you're pretty close would you agree <laughs> if i'd uh isn't that all it's funny what things come well, to mind the old the old old brady bunch uh episode comes brady to mind bunch. yeah brady bunch no, when that's right. just go ahead and when they're time stamp was <laughs> like that jeff right. when they're in a in a in hawaii i don't know why but remember this there's uh, some listeners will remember this though they're in a they're in a cave in hawaii and, and it's kind of a scary situation and and the one in front of the two of the brothers i forget which one said uh you know, you need to get closer to me. And he says, this line is, if I was any closer to you, I'd be in front of you. And that, that's kind of what comes to mind here. You know, if you're any now closer to the, the Holy Brady Spirit, you there. We've, so, now, so. we've now stooped to quoting the Brady Bunch on the podcast. Okay. No, that is funny to understand. But, you know, in other words, I would say that instead of, you know, believing the Holy Spirit to help us draw closer to God, I think there's a ton of scripture that says the Holy Spirit just brings out of us and reveals us who we already have. How close you already are. How close we already are. It just brings fruit out of that. But to get, I'm telling you, to get people to see that, and I mean, is sometimes you bang your head against the wall. We're so wired. If I just did a little more stuff, you know, I would get closer to God. What we're saying is I would feel closer to God because I would feel like I was doing my part. And this whole idea that, you know, well, you got to balance grace out. You, know, you got to balance mm-hmm. the gospel out with your works. That's not balance. That's a mixture. 
Yeah. Anytime you mix anything to what God has accomplished, then you don't get what he accomplished. So there you it's basically go. who Jesus is and what he's done, and that doesn't need balanced. No, it does not need – it needs acceptance. It needs acceptance. It needs, it needs belief. Re- revelation to, to see who he is and what he's done and who he is in us. And, so, so. and that would be our prayer for any listener, that the Holy Spirit would help you to understand and would reveal to you who you are in Christ, how close you are, how much God loves you, how much he accepts you, and what he's willing to do in your life. I mean, just – And that, that's essentially what Paul prayed for the Ephesians. Yeah, you know, exactly. That the Spirit would, yeah. would – would, Reveal to you the power of the resurrection. You know the power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead right. is alive in you. Right. And so, um, and that that is a great prayer to pray for ourselves as well. You know, oh, God, yeah. open my eyes to see who yeah. who I am in you, who you are in me. Paul has several prayers along those lines for for the churches mm-hmm. that God would reveal His love, that He would just they would just know what is true already about them and who God is already in them. So anyway. And we do have a book. You want to pedal our book for us, Jeff? Tell them about it. Breaking the Hex. Breaking the Hex. Life with God after the cross killed religion. The cross really did make the difference. Took it from religion to relationship. It's kind of corny, but it really is true. And one good thing about the book, too, we got to bring out is there are no quotes from the Brady Bunch in the book. <laughs> Maybe in a new edition. Maybe in the new edition. <laughs> 